down hello everybody hello philadelphia uh welcome to the wolves of broad street podcast as always my name is ryan conway joined here with uh shames g and sam glavin you know i got my boys with me sam how the hell are you dude i'm doing great we haven't been here in a haven't been here in a little while but we're ready to get after it great stuff great stuff so a lot of stuff going on in philly sports right now obviously it feels like there always is uh anything you want to start with today in particular yeah, I feel like we should start it off with the uh, with little birds. You know, we're in the deadest of dead of their part of the season, uh, of the yeah. year for that matter. So, uh, big news today, though. Big news today. We got uh, Jason Peters is no longer a bird. Yeah, I saw that. I, I got the Bleacher Report notification. I don't really know how to feel about it. I've got, to be honest with you, I got mixed feelings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got some mixed feelings, too. I think... Uh, I think it's what's best for the team, no doubt. Um, but, you know, I, do I want to see him playing for another team's colors? Not really. Yeah, it seems it seems wrong for him to not be able to finish his career in an Eagles uniform. I mean, he's played for, what, like 16 years? He's been, like, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, there's no question about it. Especially now that he's got a ring, even though he didn't play. He was such a key part of that team. Like, you cannot deny him a place in the Hall of Fame. So I do wish him luck wherever he goes, as long as it's not the Cowboys. But um, <laughs> oh, dude, if he goes to the Cowboys, I <laughs> he will, went to the he would never, he would never, he would. I will hate he him. From, I, I I will actually hate him. I'll hate him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. That would be the only thing that can get me to hate Jason Peters. Other than that, the dude's been a consummate pro. So uh, I'm definitely gonna miss him. But at the same time, this opens up a spot for Andre Dillard, our high pick last year. So yeah, we'll yeah, we goes. uh. Yeah. We talked about that on the last show. We talked about uh, how if Andre Dillard just isn't starting, then we wasted a pick. So I'm, it, it's definitely best for the team that Jason Peters is gone and that Andre Dillard can start to step in in his second year and um, just be the next Jason Peters. That's, that's, that is my, my bar for him. That's my bar for him. He needs to be the next Jason Peters. Yeah, I mean, that's what we drafted him to do. That's why we used such a high pick on him. That's what you do when you spend a first-round pick on guys like this. You really want to be able to uh, utilize their talents early on, like especially with offensive linemen. They should be able to come in the league and 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 play at a high level early. So Absolutely. that's what I'm expecting from him. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I I expect really nothing less. But uh, you know, I feel like left tackle right now is the least of our worries. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got to work on a lot of holes. <laughs> we got to fill. It's tough in a hard cap salary league. I feel like I say that every episode, but it is. It's hard to build a whole complete roster with depth at every position. So what are the holes that you're looking at right now? Uh, definitely literally everywhere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, it's funny now that we're talking about it, but, you know, it's really not. And uh, it's a serious matter. And I think that we definitely need to go out and get that wide receiver in the first round. And then I think we should draft defense the rest of the time. I'm good with that, honestly. I don't I, – are you still on the trade-up train? Not as much as I was before. I now think that since the combine happened, rugs we're just not going to get him straight up. He no. had too he had yeah. too good of a combine. I know he was on he was on our uh, draft radar 
for a while just because we thought he was going to fall under the cracks of this just dominant wide receiver class. Um, but he's definitely asserted himself as a part of that top tier receiving uh, receiving draft class. So he's definitely going to go top ten now. And I think that maybe, hopefully, one of those guys who maybe didn't have as flashy of a combine like C.D. Lamb will drop down. Maybe, hopefully, I don't really know. I I'm terrible. There's one of my things is I'm terrible at predict, predicting who the Eagles are going to pick. I'm really yeah. really bad at it. It's tough, especially with so many needs right now. We have a lot of needs that we theoretically could address with a first-round pick. We could go defensive line. We could go maybe linebacker if there's first-round talent available. I'm not really deep in there. Like, we could go really anywhere. Yeah, Seamus G was talking to us a little bit before the show about the uh, linebacker draft class, and apparently a lot of people are trying to go after some linebackers, which is is just beyond me. I don't know why you would ever want to do that, but – why wouldn't you? Why, why? I don't understand the problem with an incredible linebacker. Are you familiar with Luke Keekley? Are you familiar with Marcus Smith? Okay, but he was bad. That was a yeah. bad draft pick. Yeah, exactly, it was a bad draft pick. What if they're if they're good linebackers? Like Luke Keekley went in the first round. Like, what are you saying? Are you saying well, all I'm, first round? I'm saying that. Picks I'm saying picks? that you could get a fantastic linebacker in anywhere other than the first round. Doesn't matter. You can get a you can get a fantastic not, player in any of the seven rounds not, of the draft. That is true. No, I but yeah. I think it's especially true for the for the linebacker position. Also, the linebacker position is no longer the quarterback of the defense. So I think that that should not be a first round caliber draft pick. I I I don't know about that. I mean, I feel like if the talent's there, if you have that kind of talent. In the, at the linebacker spot and you need a linebacker, I feel like you should be able to use a first-round pick. I don't think the Eagles are in a position to use a first-round pick on a linebacker. All right, well, then what the hell are we talking we are about? In the draft. No, I'm just saying, like, oh, okay. you could theoretically go in any direction. That's what I said. Because we have so many issues. Like, we we only have Camus on the on our linebacking court, the uh, guys that I know. We have, like, What Nathan about Nathan Jerry? Jerry? Is it Jerry? He's, he's ah, fine. He's more Who of cares? a – he's still, like, a safety. Like, he's not so – Linebacker, no. I don't think we need a linebacker in the first round. I would maybe go cornerback if we don't go wide out because I feel like, as I've said time and time again, this is a really deep draft class, and there are some guys that look like they could be day two guys at, in the receiving core. I was, tell, I was telling you guys about this guy before the show, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. The dude is an aggressive route runner. He's polished, and he not only is a freak athlete, but he understands the wide receiver position at a level that a lot of – top prospects might not like he's a very he's a very polished player coming out of Baylor which Matt Rule did a great job former Temple coach yeah yeah Matt Rule now uh coaching the Carolina Panthers I mean what a story that guy yeah that's that's a sick that's a sick story he so he's coached this guy Denzel Mims for a few years and I I believe in a guy that's been coached by Matt Rule even if he was tearing up big 12 defenses I (laughs) I think I think what this team needs is from a receiver standpoint, it is a guy like Ceedee Lamb, a guy that can get yards after the catch, because who on a, who on a, who in our receiving court can get yards after catch? I maybe Deshaun. I don't know. Deshaun, really yeah. If it's him, a go route, if it's a go yeah. route after he tears the top off of the defensive back that he just ran past. So I mm-hmm. like he's got the speed to turn a, a quick slant into a big gain, but I don't really see him. I feel like he might be getting a little older to make those. Those hard cuts, like obviously I the agree. raw speed is still there, which is why I'm I so think we need a guy. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think we need a guy like Ceedee Lamb that we can get off of a off of a hook route and get some yards after catch. I like Ceedee Lamb. You know, 
I like CeeDee Lamb a lot. That would be the guy that I would want if we could get him at 21. I don't he, know if he'll be there at 21. I don't know either. I have no idea who's going to be able, who's going to drop to 21. I have no idea. It's crazy, man. The NFL, man, it's crazy. The draft. It, it really is. It really is. That's why we talk about the draft probably. We talk about the NFL draft more than any other sports draft because it's it's absurd, really. How much it's just it, you, it's just way more important. It's just way more yeah. important than all the other sports drafts. Like mm-hmm. And I mean I'm I'm saying that even as a baseball fan. Like it's just way more important. Yeah, yeah, I I can't really disagree there. I'm I'm looking forward to the draft. Uh, oh I yeah, said me that, too. I, I I told you that I'd have a draft plan after the uh, a, after the combine, and uh, I don't really have a draft plan, so I kind of lied. But <laughs> <laughs> I told I was looking at we, we we were looking at we I was really excited. We, of course we were all high on rugs. The dude's a stud athlete, ran like a four two seven official time in the forty with the forty four inch vert. Like that's absurd. Obviously that's the guy I want. I might even trade up to get rugs. I don't know. Oh, that's so now, oh, so now, <laughs> so now you're gonna go on the. Okay, all right. Maybe, dude. Maybe I don't know. I'm not Howie Roseman. I'm not getting paid to make these decisions. I'm just saying what I'd like to see. If we can get a guy with legit sub four three speed, I, I, you know, I maybe trade out Sean Jeffrey. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. These are possibilities. I've been po- saying that we need to trade up to get somebody, and now you're just coming around. Well, yeah, you said Jerry Judy. <laughs> I said anybody. That was before. That was before Rugs was a top ten. I didn't know. I didn't see Rugs as a top ten. Oh, pick. that was before Rugs was a top ten. That, yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that was. Get out of Now here. it's after the comp. Now it's after the combine. I said I have a plan after the combine. It's post combine. I'm giving you my plan. All right. <laughs> I'm allowed to want things. Okay. <laughs> I'm allowed to want the best for this team. I. I, I, I <laughs> uh, all right. You know what? Yeah. Whatever. Just. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Yeah. 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 All right. So we're talking birds. Love talking birds with you, Sam. As always, it's good fun. You have a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like, what else is there to talk about? I mean, we just went over. Is, I mean, nothing really. Draft. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> we've got the yeah. We have the draft coming up. Oh, you oh. Talk what's a up? XFL? You want to talk about XFL? We could, but I want to bring this up first. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, I okay, think that what what what's good with this Nigel Bradham situation? Yo, I don't know really because I loved him our Super Bowl year. And then last year was kind of bum. He was kind of a bum. So I guess that's why they cut him. He was know, doing too much money for necessar- the level he was playing at. I don't know necessarily that he was a bum. He, oh, well, I mean, relative to what we expected of him at an increased pay rate. He was, like, the only linebacker that I could name off the top of my head. Like, I just... And then we go really ahead and... Because he had that year before. Then we go ahead and cut him, and now we don't have any linebackers. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I am I am really curious to see what we do about the linebacker situation. I don't know. Is there like a free agency market for linebackers that I don't know about well, right I sure now? Hope am so. I missing out on something? Is Luke Keekley going to come out of retirement and join the Eagles? Probably not. That's but really sad, by the way. That Luke Keekley is uh, he was a some he was something to watch, man. He really he, was. Uh, he's part of why, like when I was growing up, why I loved watching football because I grew up watching BC games with my parents because my mom went to BC. Oh, that's Luke right. Keekley that's right. Was an absolute house of a man and it still is he just got bigger as time went on like you know it so really being able to being able to see a guy in college and then track his career in the pros and see him literally from his freshman year in college until he's in like an all-time great linebacker a hall of fame linebacker well it really says, speaks to um what the nfl needs to do for their uh for their players in terms of the uh concussion protocol and the uh situation yeah, with cte and stuff because they just lost probably the best linebacker we've seen in 
the long in a really really long time, and his career just got cut short. Mm-hmm. Since like Erlacher, like that level of guy. Like, yeah, like an I was trying to guy. think. Of, I was trying to think of somebody yeah. that I could or like a Ray Lewis. To. Like he's up in that pantheon. Yeah. I, 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 would oh, say. I totally Even agree. He only played nine years or something like that. I totally agree. Yeah, he should have had at least four or five more years left, but you know, mm-hmm. such is life. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You know, it's the way it goes. We'll see. We'll see what goes on with the birds. I'm excited to see what happens. I always am excited. Yeah, April. April it. can't come soon enough. April is. It the really dra- can't. A- April's the draft. April the Philly, the Philly startup in April. You know, it's mm-hmm. the Masters. Going, but uh, yeah, the Masters. Yeah, gee, wonder why I forgot about that. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, we're just gonna move on and talk about the XFL. We're not getting into golf right now. Let's talk about XFL. <laughs> yeah, we can talk I'm about not, XFL. I, I have some. I have some other yelling I want to do later. I'm gonna save my voice because I'm a little under the weather. I'm gonna. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, so uh, yeah. So the XFL. Are you watching the XFL at all? I watched the opening weekend, and then I watched um, the previous uh, Seattle, not Seattle, uh, St. Louis BattleHawks game because that's uh, that's the team we agreed on uh, becoming a fan of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my I was in I was in St. Louis over my uh, short break at the end of January to visit some friends, and uh, they were all so stoked about going to the St. Louis BattleHawks opener, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of getting getting taken into this St. Louis hype, something I've never experienced. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is, it, it's nice to support a team, but not have like your mood ride on the result. Like if oh, St. Louis loses the game, absolutely. I'm like, gee, dang it, St. Louis, gee whiz, could have done better. But if the Eagles <laughs> lose, I'm ready to f- jump out a freaking window. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. It, but I also so think not, that it's St- nice to watch sports like that. Well, St. Louis, I think, is the closest. Um, not I mean, not in terms of distance, but it's the closest team that I can root for that has a similar fan base. I seem it seems mm-hmm. like. You know, Philadelphia I've, values. Like you, who, I'm, I'm definitely not rooting for New York. I'm definitely not rooting no. for DC. I'm mean, sure as hell I'm not rooting for Dallas or any other West Coast team. So, St. Louis BattleHawks, it is. Yeah, man, great city, great people, decent football. That's what it is. It's decent football. So yeah, <laughs> love. So I have. So I've been watching the XFL. I think it's a good product. I like the XFL. I do I, too. I hope. I, I really hope it sticks around because it gives me something to watch when. I don't want to watch the Sixers. Well, it gives you something. To, <laughs> it also, it gives you something to watch during the off season of the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, when does their uh, when does the XFL season end? I don't even know. Probably sometime midsummer. I feel like uh, they probably play like. I can 10 get on games. with that. I can get on with yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah, and then baseball is starting to pick up, so you're good to go. Yeah, man, I can definitely mm-hmm. get on with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna see definitely try and tune in to, to some more uh, XFL games. But no, um, no. yeah, I'm definitely. I'm just not going to be rooting for New York or DC or no, Dallas. Like that's ridiculous. Can't do it. Go Battlehawks. Let's go. Go Battlehawks, baby. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. So moving on from our our our, our little football segment, we got the doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Uh, for any selection, they've got such a wide selection of, of, of wooden planks that are wider than a standard plank. You wouldn't even believe your eyes. <laughs> it's absolutely magisterial in their warehouse. Uh, check out their website, uh, wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a, re- get a recommendation. Uh, get a contractor. You know, Get it set up. Get some wide planks in your house or wherever you, get, wherever you put them, whatever you do with them. So moving yeah. on, doghouse. Doghouse, Sam. 
Do you want to start off the doghouse? Yeah, I'll start week? it off. I'll start it off. Are, I want to get. Are, are there any get... personal attacks this week, Sam? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get you riled up a little bit. I'm gonna, right. um, you know, it's just for the for the sake of the show. Uh, I think I'm gonna put um, your boy uh, Brett Brown in the doghouse. I'm not happy with you. I'm not happy with that choice, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Well, um, let me tell you. Let me tell you why I'm putting him in. <laughs> All right, Let me tell you why right. I'm putting him in. Um, yeah, put him in. I, all right, yeah. Just basically for the same reason I've been telling you, he's got no control over the locker room at all. That's the main reason why they're inconsistent, and they can't win on the road. And it, it comes down to it comes down to be being able to close out games when you have a lead. They've had leads in these in these away games against decent teams, and then the play calls at the end are just not good enough to to uh, get them uh, get them the win. So he's in the doghouse. And he needs a coach needs to be able to manage his bench, and he needs to be able to manage injuries. And the Sixers, yes, they've had a lot of injuries more more than most teams. But I think that they the coach need it's the coach's job to figure that out. Yeah, I didn't know Brett Brown was a medical doctor. So the thing yeah, that's because that's Brown, what I said. Yeah, because that's the, what I said. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah you know, here, no, yeah. Here's the thing. Here, here, yeah. here, here, here's the thing about Brett Brown. What proof do you have that he has no that he has no control over this locker room? Like I don't really think there's any like real, real proof of that. Why would they be like so? In, why would they be so inconsistent? I mean, I feel like we've been missing guys in our starting rotation pretty much all season. Okay, we've but had it's Ben the, out mm. and Joel out and Josh out and Al Horford not playing well, and I don't think that's down to Brett. I think it's down to something even higher than Brett, a higher power. And I would put, and that's who I'm putting in the doghouse right now, Elton Brand. Elton Brand has not gonna done a good enough job with his team, simply put. This roster, I was excited about it. I thought we were going to get the Al Horford of old. We've gotten the new and unimproved Al Horford. I don't know what happened. The new and warranty. Aw- the new and awfully worse. He's like an iPhone battery. After you have it long enough, it like slowly starts to get shittier and shittier. <laughs> so, and I feel like we've reached that Al Horford shelf life where now it's just he can't even hold the charge. He's just going to have to come off the bench. So, yeah, He's it's, terrible, it's not good. He's awful. It, watching the the Sixers Lakers game was awful. Was just so bad because we had some good ball movement in the first half. We had good offensive pro- productivity, but but Anthony Davis and Javale McGee feasted on Al Horford's old ass. They made him look like old man Jenkins out there. It was actually I felt bad for him. And so, and if it wasn't him, then we had Norvell Pell, who I love. He's super fun as like a five, six minutes a game type guy. Get a couple blocks, maybe a dunk or two, but not guarding Anthony Davis, not guarding LeBron James in the post. So it's like the, the team right now is just, it's, it's not constructed well enough to win. And I feel like that goes back to the general manager. I feel like we could have made some moves over, over to, uh, uh, we could have made some moves over the trade deadline. And made the team better, but uh, we just didn't do that, and uh, we're kind of seeing that right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I can, I can get on with that. I mean, I definitely think it's. I will agree with you. It's definitely Elton Brand's fault more than Brett Brown, but I'm still, I'm still sticking by putting Brett Brown in the doghouse. I just don't think he's done nearly as good enough a job as he should be. Yeah, that. I mean, that might be true, but no, it is. I feel like you know, it's not a. It's just not an ideal situation. Like you can't blame the season on Brett. 
You can't go like, oh, Brett Brown is why this season was bad. If you, if that's your takeaway from the season, I didn't put I'm not, full I'm, blame. I, I'm not on saying, Brett Brown. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, yeah, I'm not saying you. I'm just I'm talking to any. If, if that's anyone's take from this season, that's what they walk away like. This season was a failure because of Brett Brown. Then that's wrong. And I know that's not what you're saying, but I'm just saying that there are people out there that might say that. Seamus G might say that. I don't know. He hasn't probably. Told me, but yeah, <laughs> probably. That guy's an idiot. We actually had a very heated group text. We'll let the listeners in on this a little bit. We had a very heated group text the other night about Brett Brown. I was called a Brett Brown apologist, and I gladly wear that badge with honor. <laughs> you are the epitome I, of a Brett Brown apologist, and I hate I you defend, for it. I defend the defenseless. I stick defenseless. up for those that know what is right. <laughs> the defenseless. Get out of here with that <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. So, what do we do, Sam? What do the Sixers do? Really? Because this is bad. This is really bad. We've lost I, straight on the road, obviously, the Clippers and the Lakers, but, like, it, it's not getting any better. What's going to happen? Well, I think that they I think they need a, cha- a complete change of pace. I really do. I think after the season, definitely need to reevaluate Brett Brown's job, and I think they need to reevaluate Elm Brand's job for sure. And they need they need, some, they need somebody who's going to be able to, to bring in these guys without any hesitation. Like, it's obvious. It, if it's not obvious to the front office what this team needs, then I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what to do. Yeah, like it's it, they they've been having the same problems for what three years now. It's getting ridiculous. It is because like they, it was fun because remember when they were ahead of schedule, and now yeah. they haven't improved, and now it's the same. So like it's yeah. like oh it's like oh we had this upward trajectory for so long like we're getting better we're getting better we're gonna get there and then, well, oh we made a jump. It brings up the question of, is the process over? Well, some would say, Sam, the process is never over. Yeah, Seamus G would say something like that. Seamus G wrong. would say that. Yeah, he'd be dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because, I'll tell you why, I'll tell you why, the Colangelo's killed it. Adam Silver, that absolute snake, Jerry Colangelo, the hobbit, and Brian, Clan- <laughs> Brian Longcollars, just these absolute freaks, like they took something that was beautiful and growing with the Sixers, and they infected it with the disease of the Colangelos. And I believe that. I believe. I believe that they made. Like he's like, oh, I drafted Ben Simmons. I'm like, you had the number one overall pick. If you didn't take Ben Simmons, people were gonna have you checked into a, I don't know, award somewhere. You gotta take <laughs> Ben Simmons. You gotta take Ben Simmons. That's just the fact. That's the way it goes. So, but any of his moves after that, not good. Elton Brand's moves, he didn't have a lot to work with. You know what this team? You know what this team misses? You know what this team misses heavily? Don't say Jimmy Butler. No, 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 no. Okay, good. JJ Redick. Oh, I miss threes. I miss threes going in. Do you miss? Do you miss seeing like a, a the swoosh of the net after a nice three ball? You know, I miss actually, that. I don't miss it anymore because it's been non-existent. No, because and you're just used to it now. Arrived. A savior oh. has arrived, Samuel. Oh, 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 yes. And his name is Shake Milton. He is indeed Shake Milton. NBA record: fourteen consecutive three pointers over the course of three games. Dropped. Who would have thought, thought? God that knows Shake how many Milton would have the <laughs> NBA record for most consecutive threes. How would? How abysmal is that? I would. I know. I knew, bro. I knew he had it in him. He dropped. Is he? Is, he, he dropped a career high in college at 32. Dropped like 34 in the G League. I knew he'd make the jump to the NBA. I've been watching Shake since college. I'm not even joking. 
I'm not. Did you really say a career high of 32 in college? Is that what you said? Do you understand how hard it is to to score 32 points in a college basketball game? Do you have any idea how difficult that is in a 40 minute game with a 35 second shot clock? Someone drops 20 points and they're like, he had a monster game. 32 points in a college in a college basketball game is a lot of points. It's not. This isn't the NBA. They play like the games end 50 to 30 sometimes. Like it's not like. It's yeah, maybe, like if you're, maybe if you're St. Joe's. Yeah, Seamus G, I'm coming at your neck. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, he played at SMU. Played for Larry Brown, old Sixers coach. That's why I watched SMU basketball when I found out they hired him. I was like, all right, I got to see what he's up to. See what old oh Larry's up to. You're, so, telling yeah. me you, you're telling me you watched SMU basketball. I, I was in high school. Leave me alone. <laughs> I became, right. a fan of, I became a fan of SMU basketball because I had nothing else better to do. So, all right, so Shake Milton is the future of the uh, of the Sixers, and uh, now I'm sad. I would – hey, all right. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the future of the Sixers. He did drop like 39 or something like that against the, against the Clippers, which is uh, – And uh, what, was the, what was the result of that game? Okay, we didn't have Joel Embiid. We didn't have Josh Richardson for three quarters, and we didn't have Ben Simmons, and we lost by like eight points. I suppose that's Brett Brown's fault. I suppose that's Brett Brown shouldn't have injured our three best players. Otherwise, if a guy, oh my God, if you, oh, oh yeah, Conway, the Conway, Conway, those, if you have a guy, Josh if you have Richardson's a concussion, if you, if you have a guy that drops thirty nine in a game like Shake like Shake Milton and breaks the NBA record for most consecutive threes. And you don't win that game. It's solely on the coach. That was an asinine comment, Sam. That was probably the dumbest thing you've said. It on is the podcast. solely. I'm actually it is shaking solely. With how I agree. I am. A it is solely on the coach. That's actually. That is actually that, so dumb that you cannot close out a game after you have a guy who comes <laughs> off. He literally comes off of 39 points. And you can't close out the game with the plays you're calling. Dude, stop! Stop! Stop, bro! Stop! Stop! You're making a fool of yourself right now. Just stop! Just stop! Stop talking. You, you're, it's you're, a valid you're point. Doing, you're not it's doing valid. Any favors right now. It is valid. What I am sorry, saying. Why Leonard and Paul George? I am <laughs> saying. I am saying a valid thing. Uh, you're not saying a valid thing. You're not saying a valid thing. Did you watch the game? Yes. Doesn't that doesn't sound like it. It really doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't sound like. It. You gotta you, you you gotta look at the context, man. We don't have our three best players. It's the coach's fault. Are you smoking crack over there? I did not say that it was the co- I did not say that it was the coach's fault that yes, our did. three. I did not say that it was the coach's fault. The, it's our Can co- you let me finish my goddamn sentence? Actually, you 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 interrupted me before I finished my sentence. So, but I'll, I'll let you finish your sentence and then I would yeah, like to be yeah, interrupted. Yeah, yeah, okay. I said I did okay. not say that it was the coach's. I did not say that it was the coach's fault. That the three of our best players were injured. I'm saying it's the coach's fault that we weren't able to close out the game after a guy dropped 40 points yeah, against and the I'm Clippers. Saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that that's wrong. I'm saying it's not his fault that we lost that game because there's only so much you can do with the amount of talent on the floor. If they have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and Pat Beverly and Landry Shamit, they've got one of the deepest teams in the league. They don't even need like. What are you talking about? Like, like what? Like you're 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 not using your head when you're talking about the Sixers. You just hate Brett Brown and you want to make this Brett Brown's fault. His three best guys are hurt. What is he supposed to? Glenn Robinson the third is supposed to come in and f- save the day. 
Al Horford is supposed to be our starting center and we're supposed to win a game against the finals MVP and another MVP candidate in Paul George from last year? Like, no, that's not how that works. I'm saying that's if the team is playing, I'm, I'm, if the team is playing well enough to be within eight of the Clippers after Stop. a guy, after a guy Stop. drops, after a guy drops 40 points and breaks the NBA record for most consecutive threes, you should be able to win that game off of the plays that you're calling at the end of the game. No. No. This team this team didn't have the length on defense to stop Kawhi and Paul George and those guys. It's not just Brett Brown can't call an offensive play. It's that we don't have the guys on the court to beat a team like the Clippers. It's why the NBA, the one seed, often wins the title. Because the best teams are more often than not going to win the game. That Clippers team had more talent than that Sixers team by a mile. If that happened... I understand uh, to, that. Like, it's, but it's not, it's not on Brett. It's not on Brett. You don't understand it. You're saying you understand it, but you're not listening. You're not internalizing what I'm saying. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm, you're I'm, not. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to be done talking about the Sixers. I'm ready to be done. So am I. So am okay. I. Okay. All right, so let's move on. All right, Sam, that was, a, that was a fun little cordial back and forth. Love chatting. Love chatting always. I think we're moving on to something a little more exciting. A little more, We can have a little more fun with. We got OTAs, Outlandish Takes Anonymous. Brought to you by the XFL, of course. Uh, that's a lie. Don't sue us. Uh, brought to you by nobody. Uh, so moving on. Moving right along. We got our first OTA. Sam, I'll, uh, I'll hit you with it right now. We got uh, the Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers. Are you kidding me? We'll win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I'm here for it. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's right? do it, dude. Why not? Who says no? I love I now that you know, so let's give a little background to the fans, uh all five of them. And um Hi mom. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Conway and Shame <laughs> Con- Conway and Seamus G and uh myself all have a uh Lenten promise uh as the good Catholic boys that we are. Um we are going to uh, make it our duty and our mission to to watch more of the Philadelphia Flyers as they are now good. Damn right. And if you call us band, bandwagon fans, you're wrong. Seamus G put it best. We are dormant We Flyers are dormant fans. Flyers fans. We are dormant <laughs> volcanoes that just ooze orange. <laughs> and uh, Only when the time only, is right. Yes, only when the time is right. And the time is right. Yes, yes, yes. The Flyers, I've actually been watching hockey like pretty consistently since the start of Lent, obviously. Mm-hmm. I haven't really watched a Flyers game since or before. I maybe watched one or two. I watched their opener in Prague, which was cool. But I haven't really watched one since then. It is fun. Hockey's it fun really to watch. is fun to watch. I don't watch. really know what's going on half the time. I really just don't have a clue like what the rules are. Oh, neither do Sometimes I. Sometimes there's a whistle, and I'm like, what's yeah, like, going what on? Yeah, like, what the f*** is icing? Like, I don't fun. know what the hell icing is. That's, that goes on a cake, bro. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, but, Hockey's you know, so you know, silly. I'm watching the Flyers, and, you know, I don't know anything about hockey, and it's, uh, but uh, what I do know is that the Flyers need to get better at fighting, because that was abysmal against the Capitals. Yeah. They need, dude, to, ha- they need to have a practice on just fighting. I don't disagree with that. I feel like they could easily step it up a little bit. I feel like Claude Giroux, I feel like as the veteran presence in that locker room, as the guy, I feel like he's got to step it up and uh, teach these guys how to toss Well, you know, you know who they need to bring back? Simmons. 
dude, don't get my hopes up. That was like the one guy I knew other than right. Yeah, I know. And he was, but he was literally <laughs> our best fighter, and now he's gone, and now we can't fight anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I mean, we're winning games. Hey, yeah, we're, I mean, we're winning games. Attractive yeah, hockey games. This guy had a back heel with his skate, like he kicked the ball. He kicked the. I almost said ball. He kicked the puck back across the goal mm-hmm. mouth, and Kevin Hayes, who is a guy on the Flyers. Score. Like, <laughs> he was so cool. Well, but bro, All right, bro, so moving on. No, 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 no. Let's keep talking about this. <laughs> nah, dude. The the Flyers are great. I loved watching that game against the Caps last night. It was great. It was a blast. I had a good time, dude. That was really cool. They put an absolute whooping on the Caps. It was awesome. It would be fun maybe to get some playoff hockey. Yeah, man. I mean, probably. That, if, we, if, if we go deep that, enough, I'll be home. We could go to a playoff game. Dude, that'd be sick. I'd be totally down for it. I'd be so down to go to play a Flyers playoff game. I'd lose my gourd. I haven't been to a Flyers game in a long time. I, I do go to the uh, I, I go to the Phantoms games with my brother in uh, in fun. Allentown in Lehigh Valley. It's great. It's a great time. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can uh, we can move on for the Flyers though. But we are very excited. We are yeah. very excited about them. Yeah, we we might talk about the Flyers a little more. Yeah, Who we knows? could. I think we, we could. might talk spend like maybe a, a whole seven. Dude, minutes we can actually call at. ourselves four for four guys now. <laughs> I want to be a true four for four, and we'll move. I, I'm willing to commit to work on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, that's what that's what Lent's all about. Mm-hmm, exactly. Becoming better fans of the Improving Flyers. Yourself as yes. a person. Becoming better fans of the yeah, Flyers. In the name of the yes, Lord. That's right. So uh, I'm going to go into this one, and we're going to do uh, this one. OTAs brought to you by absolutely no one. Uh, Roger Goodell is the worst commissioner of any major sport in the United States. Here's the thing. When you look at it at face value with historical context, this take is uh, 100% accurate. But when uh, when you look at it in terms of recent context, it's just completely Well, I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you why it's absolutely completely exactly. wrong. It's because it's uh it's Rob know. Manfred of the MLB. He is the worst official in any sense of the and of any sport ever. And and here's why. Here's why. He is a he is a business guy, straight up, without any understanding of the culture of baseball. It, he makes mm. no goddamn sense when he's trying to make rules and regulations about the sport itself. Um, Goodell, on the other hand, actually like learned about the sport that he was going to commission and be the head of, and he actually did something about uh, people cheating. You know. Yeah, he always has. Uh, the other thing is um, Manfred is trying to change a century-old playoff scheme. Like, what the hell is that all about? We talked about that a little bit last episode, but I don't think we put the yeah. emphasis on it that we needed to. It's absolutely f***ing ridiculous what he's trying to do. It is. I, I don't really, you know, I don't have the same level of investment as you as I'm not like the diehard baseball guy that you are, but even I a relative outsider can tell that these are just completely foolish moves. Like it's not, it's not, it doesn't make me more interested in the sport as someone who's arguably part of their most important demographic. I'm a young exactly. adult. Like I don't feel marketed to, like I don't feel like the MLB cares whether or not I watch. No, they definitely don't. So if I, they care, if they, I mean, if I they care cared, they <laughs> would um, stream the uh, spring training games, but. You know, yeah. you know, that's no, nobody wants to watch the spring training games because it's not, it's not important at all. You know, you don't want to see the prospects you have coming up for your team. No, no. Why would you? 
stupid. Exactly. Stupid. 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 All right, I got uh, one last OTA for you, buddy. Another Phillies one. Spring training fever clearly getting a hold of all you listeners out there. Not the only uh, infectious disease going around, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so the Phillies will go 82 and 80 at the end of this year. That's absolutely fucking ridiculous. In what in what way? If you think the Phillies are going to sit at 82 and 80 for year three in a row, you're just absolutely goddamn wrong. I don't understand. Like, sorry, the Phillies added so much to the team. Not, they didn't add so much to the team, but they added certain pieces to the team that are just way more important now. Like we added another veteran presence, DJ Gregorius from the Yankees. He's just he's a stud from the Netherlands. He's a man. Uh, added Zach Wheeler to the rotation. Just you can't go wrong there. That's a fantastic pickup. And Scott Kingery came back absolutely yoked. And Reese Ho- Hoskins changed his swing, and he's now looking like he's going to pop off this year. Bryce Harper's literally going to be the NL MVP. Like, I don't understand. I, I don't understand how the Phillies can go eighty-two and eighty. I don't get it. So you're saying? So so you're predicting an an upward improvement? Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay, good. I was for a second. For a second, I was worried you were saying that was bad because that's too high, and they were going. No, to go no, down. no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> Very. I was stressed for a brief moment no. there. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the season starting. I'm not like really kind of like got buried into the spring training stuff. Like, I'm like, Oh, is this guy doing good? And you text me about it. Like that's, that's the extent of it really. But we'll see once we get a little further along, April hits baseball's back. Well, I'm only using like social media to figure out yeah. how the Phillies prospects are doing because they can't stream the freaking games it's ridiculous what is that all about i don't know it, it really makes me angry that i can't it's watch bad. the phillies prospects play in the spring training game against big league arms it pisses me off i saw a tweet today it was uh they were like who remembers back in 2011 i obviously don't remember this because like i'm an idiot but back in 2011 the clearwater affiliate of the phillies had a televised game because chooch Ryan Howard and Chase Utley were all rehabbing. And so they were all in that game. And that game was televised. We can't get a spring training televised game. Yeah, it makes no sense. Maybe I'd care a little bit more about spring training if I could actually watch the game instead of watch, like, a grainy video of, like, an Astro getting hit by a pitch. You know, that's all I get. <laughs> well, the ad- the, that's- you know you know how I found out that Bryce Harper hit two home runs yesterday and JT Realmuto went three for three from the leadoff spot, right? How did you find that out? I saw I saw a video on Twitter from like a fan in the stands, who and then the Phillies took it and did the voiceover of the local radio station that was covering it. That's a joke, dude. I thought spring training games were broadcast, though. Is that something that they stopped doing? They they brought they like they broadcast two at a time. Oh, and it's like the Pirates playing the Twins. Like I care about that. Yeah, like can we get a televised Phillies one? Like we play the Yankees. I know it's not the Yankees because it's spring training and everything, but like this is the Yankees. Yeah, the I mean, they had, they, and they still teams. have they have some of the best prospects in the game right now. Yeah, who the hell cares about the Pirates and the Twins? I don't care. I don't care at all. Funny, funnily enough, my uh, history professor is a uh, is a Pirates fan, and I was like, I'm so sorry. 
But he told yeah, me a sucks. pretty cool story about uh, when he'd come to the vet back in the day for Phillies games when they play yeah. the Pirates. He's like, so I'd go to Philadelphia for a weekend to take in a Phillies Pirates series. And I'd go to the vet. And the first day I'm there, the Philly fans would beat the shit out of me. The second day <laughs> I'm there, the Phillies fans would beat the shit out of me until about 7 o'clock, or no, until about the seventh inning, and then they'd buy me beers. <laughs> and yeah, on Sunday, great. they would just buy me beers. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Like, I mean, that's, and I was that's, like, "That's good. Like, that's what that's that's a real." And he was like, "I love going to Philly for games. I didn't mind getting the shit kicked out of me." I'm like, "I love this guy. This is a real man's man. This is a real fan of the game. Like, <laughs> this is a guy that understands Philly for what for what it's all about." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Screw the Pirates, though. Straight up, I mean, they, they stink. Like, they they just stink. Straight up, I don't know what Wait. else to say about the Pirates. I don't really want to talk about the Pirates. Me neither. Wait, Sam, are we officially talking Phillies right now? Yeah, we're going to talk Phillies. All right, here we go. You ready? All right, yeah. Okay, now we can officially talk Phillies. All right, what good. What the hell is going on? <laughs> All righty, here we go. This is the uh, Sam Glavin segment of the show brought to you by Sam Glavin. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get started. So, so yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop off for a sec right here. So, Bryce Harper is literally in season form already and it's the most it is the best thing i have seen oh it is so good oh and i'm telling you this from the social media posts that i've seen because i can't watch the games yeah and so he hits two he hits two home runs yesterday and that's just awesome he hit one onto the freaking highway it was oh it was so good so good he's he's gonna he's gonna hit 300 this year maybe maybe a little less I'll, I'll, I'll predict 295 295 from Bryce Harper okay but he's gonna hit 45 dingers he's gonna have the best batting average in baseball with people on base it's gonna be awesome he's he's gonna be the NL MVP he's gonna be the NL MVP NL MVP yes okay okay I don't I don't have any reason to oppose that I would love for that to happen Absolutely. Who else, would be, who else would he be up against in terms of like in terms of very early favorites? Like who are some of the guys that he would be? Uh, Christian Yelich. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely Christian Yelich because the Brewers are in the National League. I knew that. Yeah, you did know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've actually always known that. But yeah, is uh, anybody else of note? Anybody um, else? I'm trying to think. I don't really. Nobody as no nobody as daunting. Nobody as daunting as Christian Yelich. I think maybe. Um, uh, I don't really know. It's a probably probably somebody on the Braves, probably like Acuna, maybe. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Ronald Acuna is actually he's also looking really freaking good, dude. He's he's sick. He's gonna be a problem for the Phillies for the next like twenty years. <sighs> I hate the Braves. Yeah, I hate the Braves. They stink. I mean, they don't stink, but they stink. Yeah, they're really good. That's why they stink. Yeah, um, I hate it. So the couple of the Phillies, I think that, you know, I think the Phillies could beat them out for first place this year. I don't think that the Braves have nearly as good a rotation as the Phillies do, and that's saying something. Pitching-wise? They don't have good enough pitching? No, they don't have great pitching. I thought they had good pitching. Do they not? No, nah, they're, they're, they're still relying on freaking Julio Tehran. I don't like that. That's his last name is the capital of Iran. I don't like that. I don't trust that. <laughs> what? 
It is, bro. I don't trust that. I just don't. I'm just like taking what I know and applying it. Like I just don't trust it. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> I, um, I don't want to talk about the Braves. I want to talk about the Phillies. I want to talk about these Phillies prospects that we have. The two guys that we have in the top 30 of the MLB pipeline rankings. Spencer Howard, the stud right-handed pitcher, the beast. Spencer Howard, if he's not up with the Phillies in the first half of the season, along with Alec Bohm, Alec Baum, I will be eternally mad at the Phillies for the rest of my life. Are you not eternally mad at the Phillies already? I'm not enti- I'm not eternally mad at the Phillies. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know where you got that idea. I don't know. I I you know what? That might have just been me misreading some some yelling and screaming over the past almost year now that we've been doing this. Yeah. Well, I think that uh I'm I am I have very 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 high hopes for these Phillies today. Oh, you have high hopes? I do. I do indeed, as Harry Callis would say. Yeah, very true. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to when the games start to like matter. You know me. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to the dormant fan that you are. Yeah, the dormant. Fa- I'm a dormant guy. You are a My dormant guy. Issue is if the team you're a huge, playing. you're a huge like two and a half for four guy. What is that? What is that about? That is ice cold, but entirely fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like, I, I really... love football. Basketball is in my DNA. Hockey looks like I can't. I don't know what skating is. I don't know how anybody can do that. I don't know anybody can skate. It just the, the whole thing seems antithetical to human existence to me. So I, I, there, I just can't understand it. And then baseball is baseball. So I like baseball, but that's only because nothing else. No, no other sports are on when baseball's on. That's kind of where I stand with my whole thing. All right, fair enough. But yeah, dude, Alec Bohm, Alec Bohm, Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm, I on. am excited about. Alec Bohm is going to save the Phillies. Dude, you're hitting me with your own section of OTAs right now, and I'm loving it. Yeah, dude, He's it's going to save the Phillies. The Phillies by themselves are an OTA. That is so accurate. It's so painfully accurate. You could make any take about the Phillies in either direction. No matter how big or how small, and you're like, no one knows. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think that might be the most accurate thing I've ever said in my life. Th- dude, that was actually, uh, yeah, yeah, that was probably one of the smartest things you've and ever said. And that was said. completely off the cuff, too. I didn't that have that in my notes. Dome? Yeah, I didn't have that sure. in my notes at all. You're a genius. The Phillies themselves are an OTA. What can I say? I, I told you. I that tatted. I, yeah, I told you I was going to pop <laughs> off. You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. So, uh, but another guy, another, another guy. Hold up. I'm not done. I'm not done. So another guy that I'm also extremely excited about, and I think he's going to move up into Double A very, very fast. Even though we just drafted him, is Bryson Stott, the other the other Las Vegas native on our team. Bryson oh, Stott. Oh yeah, you've talked to me about this guy before. Bryson Stott is a shortstop out of UNLV, and he's boys with Bryce Harper. That's sick. And I think that now, so now we have, I love the fact that we have a veteran shortstop playing for us right now, so that when Bryson Stock comes up, he has somebody to, to, you know, to replace. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. he's got some, he's got, he's got some shoes to fill. And he's Bryson Stock. void. No, he's not just filling a void. We're not sticking like J.P. Crawford in there. Oh my God. I can't believe I, <laughs> oh I can't God. believe I brought him up. Uh, I'm going to be but, sick. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Bryson Stott looks great in the field. He's got a great bat. He's a right-hand, right-handed thrower. Obviously, he plays shortstop, but he's a left-handed batter. I love I love guys that throw right handed and bat lefty. Just ma- it gives them like plus five and batting average automatically. It's a Damn. fact. Damn. Yeah, it's great. I can't. I cannot wait for Bryson Stott to come up here in the next like three years. It's gonna be awesome. But yeah, and I think the bull. I and I also think that you know we worry about the bullpen all the time, right, with the Phillies, and I don't. I don't think the bullpen's gonna be as bad this year. And I really want the Phillies just to stock it up with young guys, just like. 21 year olds like straight out of the dr or something like that i'm fine with that and just hammer them in there give them all the innings and then and within like two or three years we're gonna have the best bullpen in the mlb it was something about sir anthony yeah have you heard anything about him have you heard anything about sir anthony dominguez at all uh it's looking like he's not he's not throwing yet i don't think Mm. but who knows i i can't watch i can't watch him i can't watch him um yeah but i think that he's uh, I can't remember. I can't remember if he's had Tommy John yet. Uh no. I know on Twitter someone was like, "Should have gotten Tommy John." He hasn't got it yet. No, I don't think so. All right. He so and so he's not. Ah, he uh, damn it. All right. So he's not going to be that good this year. Not until he gets his. Not until he gets his uh, his fixed. Yeah, I think I got to get Tommy. But I John. need. Uh, I also need uh, David Robertson to come back. I know that's a name everybody's forgotten because we signed him and then he got hurt. What if I told you I have no clue who that is? He's the guy we got Would from the Yankees. Li- he's the guy. He's the guy that we got from the Yankees last year. He was like one of the Yankees' best closers. Sure. And then oh he, yes, yeah, yes. and he didn't. I and he didn't. Who you're talking about now? And he barely pitched at all, like yeah. for the Phillies, and it pissed me off. But I have nothing. I have nothing but high hopes for the Phillies. I yeah. really think this. The NL East is going to be the best. The best league in the in the National League. I think. So it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for them. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be predicting a uh, a second place finish and a wild card game uh, for the Phillies this year. I I would love for them to beat out the Braves, um, but I just think the Braves are they got it all figured out. They're going in. They're they're thinking World Series as they should. Mm-hmm. But I think the Phillies can get in there on a wild card. I don't. Th- I think the Washington Nationals got absolutely gutted. I don't think that they have nearly the, so the stud the stud power that they have anymore with losing Anthony Rendon. Um, the Mets are still a joke. Um, they they'll, they'll be better this year, but they're still a joke. I had a Mets fan come up to me yesterday. And he said that, "Oh yeah, I think the Met, the Mets have a very very good shot of winning the NL East." And I spit my drink out, laughing in the calf. It was um, I made a scene. Nonetheless, yeah, that's a stupid that's a stupid joke to make. Like, yeah, that was be making jokes. It was, like that. it was really dumb. It was really dumb. So, so I had to dumb. laugh. So I had to laugh at him, and then I. Yeah, and then I gave him like sixty nine reasons as to why he was wrong. <laughs> Minimum, yeah. Minimum, dude. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see what all these guys for the Phillies are going to do. I think Scotty Kingery is going to have another year. I think Adam Hazley is on the come up as well. Uh, the big question is actually going to be now that Andrew McCutcheon is um, he's not going to be starting for probably like the first month of the season. Um, who's going to be in the outfield? So uh, obviously Bryce Harper is going to be in right field. Um, we'll probably have to stick Hazley in um, in center field, and then left field is a big question mark. Jay Bruce maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know I, either. Jay Bruce, like, I mean, he's he he he's a guy. Yeah. The other thing is that I've I've been hearing in the uh, 
in the rumors of the MLB that uh, the DH position is going to be coming to the uh, to the NL within the next two or three years. And I want that really? just to happen. And I just want that just to happen immediately. Like the Phillies would be so much better if they had. They they would be the front runner for the NL East if the DH position was brought to the M, to the to the NL. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm with you there. That because this is a team that's built to hit, and when you have that nine spot, yeah, as just a black hole of offense, can seriously kill your momentum. Unless Aaron Nola learns to rake, like we're not. Like it's 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 not advantageous, and I understand yeah, unless, every yeah, NL unless, team has to do that, but unless Aaron Nola becomes like Madison Bumgarner all of a sudden, it's that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be awesome. How awesome would that be? <laughs> Aaron Nola, we'd we'd make him our DH anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants actually did that for a game. They really? made Mad- they made Madison Bumgarner a DH. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I would be pissed if I was Madison Bumgarner. I mean, I know he loves to hit, but I'd be pissed. I'm like, man, this is my off day. I don't need DH. Make me run around? What the hell? Yeah. The hell is this? I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. It sucks, but you know, I'm. Mm-hmm. I, I. I'll say it again. I'm just so excited for the Philly season this year. It's. Oh, it's gonna be great. Absolutely, dude. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to when we can actually start watching games on TV, also, so I can actually find a way to really, really start caring. Yeah. Well, you have to I wait for the home. O- you have. You have to wait for the opener. I have to wait for the opener. When's that? Like a month. Yep. Oh, f- that. Seamus <laughs> <laughs> uh, G, you got your work cut out for you this episode, big guy. He always does, Sam. Yeah, he always, always does. does. Always does. He's a good kid. He's a he good is a kid good kid. With a good heart. Yeah, he is a good kid. <laughs> does a hell of a job. <laughs> he does. He really does. But I'm, that's all I got on the Phillies. You want to move yeah. on to the uh, move on to the Philly Five a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So Philly Five, we're doing something. Uh, we're actually putting them in in a particular order today, which is crazy. What? So we're gonna? Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that no so ranking? Yeah, dude, I know, I know. No, I know, we I know. can't that's do that. Making, was that a sh- was that Seamus G's idea? idea? That seems it like a Seamus G idea. It was my idea. It was your idea. You're a psycho. It was my idea. I know. I actually, I am nuts. But uh, so basically, what our Philly Five is today, also brought to you by Coors Banquet, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the banquet beer. Uh, so yeah, we have our Philly Five. Basically, we're gonna pick five Philadelphia teams or. We could take the Union and swap them out for the St. Louis Battlehawks. I'd actually rather do that. Oh, could we? More yeah, let's do St. that. Louis Battlehawks. Yeah, okay. I yeah, know let's more go. About let's this, go so. off script and um, and ruffle Seamus G's buttons a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, we're gonna look, take a look at the Eagles, Phillies, uh, Sixers, Flyers, and the St. Louis Battlehawks, and we're gonna rank them in order of who can get, uh, who can win a championship uh, first. Okay. In the near future. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Do you want to kick us off? For my uh, my, we're gonna go bottom to top here. I'm gonna go with the Eagles at number five still, and uh, I'm gonna go with the Sixers next because they're just a show. And then I'm gonna go with the Battle Hawks, and then I'm gonna go with the Phillies, and then I'm gonna go with the Flyers, baby. Let's go. We're oozing orange. I'm a dormant fan. We're oozing orange. I'm gonna go with the Flyers. <laughs> Ooze it, baby. We're oozing. Ooze it orange. Oozing. Can we that make is that the can, grossest? Can we, no. Can we make that a thing, please? <laughs> no. Can we make Can we make that a a hashtag on our social hashtag, media accounts? Hashtag oozing. Oozing orange. Hashtag oozing orange. Hashtag oozing. <laughs> Dude, that is gnarly. I don't want to get here. I, I've got you in my like headphones right now. 
And I, I'm just getting oozing. Oh, we're oozing. Oh, we're oozing, baby. Oh, yeah, we're oozing. We're oozing orange. Oozing. We are oozing orange. Shame she, please cut 90% of that. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so I got my Philly Five brought to you by Coors Bank with the Banquet Beer. Uh, <laughs> so at number five, uh, I've got the Sixers. Okay. I just don't think there's any way this team is going to win anything. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, four, I got the Eagles because God knows it's the NFL. Yep. A lot of holes to fill. A lot of holes that need to be filled. Very few have been. Uh, number three, I've got the Phillies because I'm optimistic. I've got high hopes. Yes, as, high uh, hopes. You know, as, yeah, you know, as many would say, as the yes. great uh, Harry Callis once said. Yes. Uh, so yeah, we'll see how that ends up, and then number two, I've got the Battlehawks. You're gonna put the Battlehawks in number two? You don't know anything about this the Battlehawks. Team shreds, bro. <laughs> this team plays hard. Who's the quarterback? Early, dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I'll tell you who he is if you want to know. If you really want to know, it's I Nick do want to know because I don't know. Mrs. Nick Fitzgerald out of Mississippi State. They got Marquette King at punter. They got Jordan Tamu out of Ole Miss. I did know about Marquette. Yeah, I did know about King. Yeah. Actually, half their team is made up of Eagles uh, members of the Eagles secondary from the second half of last season. Oh, it's even more reason to love them. <laughs> so yeah, so so you you know I got love for my former birds, and of course number one I got the Flyers because I'm hashtag oozing fucking orange. Let's go! I am so excited for hockey. For the first time since 2009, I can't believe it. I got, I'm, I'm, I'm sh- we're recording this episode. I've got a Flyers jersey on right now. I'm gonna watch every single game until the end of the season. I don't care. I'm excited. No, you can call me a bandwagoner. You can call me a dormant oozer. I don't give a crap. I already used up my allotted f bombs. I think I went one over. <laughs> yeah, I think we went. I think we both so my went end over of episode, our quota. My end of my end of episode rant is gonna be uh, dramatically cleaner. But let's go. Let's saddle up. Strap the skates up and kick some. Screw it. Kick some fucking ass. Let's go, Flyers. Let's baby. go, Flyers. Let's, Let's go. go, Flyers. And on that note, Seamus G, close us down. Close it down. Let's go.